WBNE. Welcome back, everyone, to a late to the party little side quest called A Christmas Peril. I am the Dungeon Master, Scott Nicewander, and we have other people here with us as well. Hi, my name is Ethan Edgehill. I play the character of Kensington Chalet, a uh, British private detective who is working on hunting down ghosts for Ebenezer Scrooge and does not believe in ghosts even though he almost got killed by one. Hi, my name is Jordan Valky. I play Sister Marguerite, a uh, nun of the Catholic Church who's faking a French accent to uh, attempt to impress the bishop and gambled away all of the money for the Christmas presents for the, the children of the church. And so she's trying to get some cash from Mr. Scrooge to uh, replace those presents. Hi, I'm Tyler Doobie, and I'm playing Marianne Ashworm, a uh, sense and sensibility gay knockoff who, you know, has a love, but uh, can't seem to seal the deal. Also loves books. There we go. That's the true love. (laughs) And music. (laughs) Excellent. Well, I'm Camille Leonard, and I'm playing Tilia Castle Rock, the uh, just you know, over the top in some ways, uh, socialite by day, but ghost hunter by night. The only member of this party who has any experience hunting ghosts and is just, you know, low when it comes to patience with everybody not believing that the ghosts are there. Excellent. Uh, And I believe where we left off, all around you in this kind of darkness, this haze of night, in this old schoolyard, you hear the sound of rattling chains, unclear where they're coming from. They seem to be coming from all around you. As you're hearing the sounds of these rattling, rusted chains, they become louder and louder. And through the fog, an old, wrinkly ghost steps out of the shadows. Uh, They are, of course, covered in chains. Kensington, I believe you were the only person who still has not had that veil shattered where you can see ghosts. Correct, yeah. This just looks like an old man covered in chains for no discernible reason to you. Um, Does he do anything? The old man is lurching forward to you, kind of inching his way towards you. Uh, towards you all, and all you hear is his weak voice. Hello? Um, Scrooge, is is that that you there? I I can't quite see very well. I I seem to have misplaced my my glasses. Is that what's going on here? Kensington's going to walk over in his direction and just sort of head straight to, I mean, thinks he's just an old guy. And head straight to him and, and, and just say, uh, Good day, man. Uh, no, none of us is Mr. Scrooge, though we are here on his behalf. Um, who, is there something you? we can be helping you with? Who are you? I, this feels not what was supposed to be happening. Uh, my name is Kensington Chalet, private detective. I am sent here on behalf of Mr. Scrooge with my compatriots, and I wave at the people behind me, and I say that uh, we are here for the purpose of uh, dispatching with the <laughs> phantasms that Scrooge seems to find himself uh, 
um, being plagued by. Um, okay. Good ghost, sir. He doesn't believe that you exist. He thinks you're just a man. Uh, I see a man okay. before me. It's all I can do. I. That's interesting. And you can see that the man is squinting quite a lot, trying to trying to get trying to you know get heads or tails of you guys. Kensington, as you are closest to this person, you know that even though this person said that they've misplaced their glasses, their glasses are right on their forehead, silly old man. So they're still trying to like, I don't quite understand. My, um, my good man, uh, glasses uh, on, on, your, on your head. Uh, on your head, sir. I'm, you, I'm always doing that. Thank you so much. Uh, and kind of places the uh, glasses right down on, on his head. Anyone who would like to, please go ahead and make an intelligence check. I, I will actually just say, actually, you know what? I changed my mind. Not everyone. Kensington specifically. Go ahead and make an intelligence check. Make an intelligence check? check? Uh, yeah, uh, just a flat intelligence check. Okay. 22. <laughs> Excellent. You remember the... the um, you saw the doorknob earlier, right? The door knocker earlier at Scrooge's place. Briefly, kind of, yeah. Very briefly. Yeah. You you remember that this this person with glasses upturned on their forehead ver- looked eerily similar to that to the door knocker, and I believe there was even a a, a, a picture or a photograph. Yeah, we or had something. a a um sort sort of paper. Yes. Uh, so you recognize this person very clearly as. Jacob Marley, who has long thought to be dead for, I believe, seven years now. Seven years this very night. That's right. So you are wholly confident that this is Jacob Marley. But again, you have no idea. Okay. You don't believe in ghosts. So that's that's confusing to you. I'm going to look at him and say, "Um, my my dear sir, forgive me if I am mistaken, but um, you look quite familiar to me. are you perhaps a, a brother or son or a, a relative of some kind of, of, of Mr. Marley Scrooge's business partner? Not a, not a relative, no. I, I am Jacob Marley, yes. Jacob I, Marley of Scrooge and Marley is deceased. Yes. Oh, yes, you've heard of it. Yes, 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 of course, of course, yes, yes, yes. Do you tell him how long you've been dead? Oh, I've been dead seven years this very night. Kensington. Um. This man is a ghost. You, do you see the chains? The chains. I see, are, I see a man it's like, with chains. It's yes. quite I see a, ghostly. I see a man yes. quite belabored with chains. Uh, would, yes. would, is there anything I can do to relieve you of your burden, good sir? Uh, well, you can you can certainly try, but I believe these chains are mine to to be to bear to wield to burden me with. It doesn't seem much like death has been released. <laughs> It is the exact opposite, if you if you can believe it. I am a bit confused. I had kind of coordinated something with um, uh, some other ghosts. They were supposed to. You had mentioned my my old business partner Scrooge. They were supposed to like teach him a lesson or something. He was supposed to be here. I don't quite understand. You, I'm sorry, just not to interrupt, but you yeah. hired that lantern wheeling gentleman. It's less of a high. We don't really have like a currency, but yeah, um, it's it's like we you, you all have the Queen's Great British Pound, just like everybody else does. Yeah, it's the same it's currency exactly. we all use all across the realm. Sure, it's just that it's not. We just wanted to do something that was a bit uh, teach him a lesson, make him a better person, and it just I it feels he's not here with you. He's not here no, with you. And your fellow tried to murder us. Well, okay, that was not a part of the plan. I will admit that, but... I should bloody yeah. well hope not. So, he... You're here. 
on Scrooge's behalf, all of you? Hired by, yes. Uh, yes, for you the could purpose. consider us uh, mercenaries of sorts. I, I am not a mercenary. Yes, you're a, a corrupt nun, we know. You have no mercy. A mercenary simply means that you're hired for the purpose of destroying another individual. It's not a point of contention here. It sounds extraordinarily violent. I, I was not planning on that happening. Well, we were considered ourselves detectives until we became mercenaries at the hand of your, yes. again, your fellow compatriot. Yes, I sensed, I sensed that. And he holds up his, his chains that are, that are um, kind of starting to rattle on their own. Yes, my, my chains connect the past and the present and the future. And I could sense something happening over well, here. Well, this is no, no view of the afterlife I have ever seen. Can, can Sister Marguerite do like a religion check on why he's a ghost? Sure. What, what, what specific question do you want answered there? Um, how his soul is on earth. Why his soul is on earth rather than uh, gone to heaven or hell as uh, Sister Marguerite's interpretation of what the afterlife is. Sure. Yeah, go for it. Like, it, are we in some kind of purgatory? I rolled a 19, and you bet your butt I'm yeah, highly proficient in religion. 100%. Um, 26. <laughs> Excellent. Well, the 26, you know that you know for sure you're not in purgatory. You are in the mortal uh, plane still. You c- kind of get a kind of glimpse of, of his chains as he's, as he's holding them up, and you kind of get this this sense. You remember uh, potentially reading something and maybe a, like a you know a different uh, book that you were studying way back in the day about different kinds of like religions and religious beliefs that. This person, Jacob Marley, is uh, the chains are not only symbolic, um, but they are quite literally like tethering him so that his soul cannot pass on to either heaven or hell. He is stuck, almost tortured, being able to uh, roam the earth, knowing that he can witness the the kind of burdens of other mortals around him uh unwilling or unable really to help even though in his in his ghostly form he's learned you know all this stuff about like wanting to help others being selfless but the kind of torturous part of it is that because he's a ghost he can't so he's doomed forever in his greed in the mortal world in in the mortal life He's doomed forever to witness wanting to help people, but unable to, because he's a ghost. So that's part of his kind of torture that he's going through. Dang, so it's purgatory for him. It's purgatory for him. Yeah, but you're good. You're good. Um, well, that's this is impossible. It, I, I wish it was. Uh, yes, I am stuck here on this, on this mortal plane, and I thought I could finally do something something good with uh with the afterlife that i have been living in for who knows how long well i guess i do seven years i did say that so if i'm to understand this scrooge is so hesitant resistant to change to learning a simple basic lesson about decency that that he hired a a whole bunch of 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 random people to just fight ghosts is that kind of the thing is that kind of what i'm i'm picking up here you really expected anything other than that from him i think Uh, he was frightened no frightened perhaps annoyed i don't know hard to tell with him inconvenienced that does describe him in a lot of occasions, yes. Well, all right. Um, 
I mean, I got nothing for you. I wasn't part of the deal. Uh, here's what I'll say. I mean, you could buy him out, and then we could just leave you to your little task. <laughs> uh, uh, here's what I will say to you all. I don't really know you. I kind of planned this whole event around Scrooge. If you insist on keeping the fight up, then I will tell you, just to give you a little heads up, move this along, the next ghost will be at the person, the, the home of the person closest to Scrooge. But and Mr. Then, Scrooge has no friends. I, the, I must be going in an ominous and fun fashion that will leave you all mystified. And then he like tries to vanish, but his chains are so loud that it's like not <laughs> even cool. It's just like, <laughs> like a cacophony of like loud noises. I'm so ominous. Ooh. And he's gone. Where did that man go? One minute he was here, the next he was not. Kensington, I mean, really, how much longer are you going to believe that this isn't what it is? There's no such thing as ghosts, my dear. It is a proven fact. We all know this to be true. It, the, the, uh, spirits do not walk this earth. You're so in mistaken. Of, so mistaken. Not really sure why you're getting all high and mighty about it. You are but uh, some noble woman who doesn't want oh, her title. There's is that so your... much you don't know. Clearly. Clearly. Well, apparently we have somewhere to go. Yeah, that is that is your one kind of clue uh, as to where to head next. The ghost of the next ghost you face, presumably the ghost of Christmas present, is presently at the home of the person closest to Scrooge. Closest to Scrooge. Well, the only person we found at Scrooge's home visiting other than us, and we were visiting for money, so... I don't know if you really count that, was his nephew. He didn't seem quite fond of that man. Is Closest could also be in relation, which would point to the nephew, or Closest could be physically, like the neighbor. I have never agreed with you, but maybe. Kensington, go ahead and give me a real easy, I guess let's just do an intelligence check again. Okay. Because I don't really know what to put this under. Uh, that's a dirty 20, a dirty, filthy, gross, nasty 20. So Disgusting. you remember, Kensington, with that, with that filthy, gross, grubby 20, you remember, Scrooge, when you were going through his stuff, um, investigating where to come to for here, you remember coming across, you know, that, that like file cabinet when he started waxing poetic about, you know, his old boss. And at the very end of that speech, he did say that Bob Cratchit, his, his current clerk, is probably his closest friend. But Marianne, you can give me also a, a nice, easy little intelligence check, if you don't mind. At this, uh, 17. Excellent. You do remember in that same kind of space when Fred was visiting that Scrooge did say that Fred was his closest relative. He used the word close for both of them. Is Bob Cratchit the one who came into my bookstore? Yes, with Emily and their son, Tiny Tim, who wants a tiny violin. Yes, you were teaching Tiny Tim music. He, yeah, Emily and Tim were not at your bookstore, but Bob Cratchit was. I remember Scrooge speaking about his, his clerk, his, his assistant, somebody that works for him, being what he referred to as a closest friend. He was telling me a little of his past when I was asking him about his files. It was sort of out of character for him. Mr. But. Cratchit. 
I believe that was the name, yes. Yes, Bob Cratchit. You know, Bob actually bought Scrooge a gift this year, but still, closest, closest relative. That's how Mr. Scrooge referred to Fred. It's true, but he, the, 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 for all intents and purposes, let's say that the, the clearly human man with the chains we just came across was sure, uh, sure. the ghost of Jacob Marley. Let's mm-hmm. say our ghastly friend did say the person closest to Scrooge, and Scrooge did not seem quite fond of that nephew of his. Is that is true? Tilly is just rolling her eyes all over the place. <laughs> what does Tilly think? Where does Tilly think they should go? I think in some ways Tilia did not pay as much attention to all the details of whom was special and all of that kind of thing. She was just ready to jump into the ghost part. So I think she probably has not been the best at keeping track of the rest of the details. She's just been ready to fight. <laughs> well, Tilia, if you've got all these ghosts then, uh, why don't you just ask one of them? Why don't you simply just commune with one of them and ask one of them where their friends are tonight? That's a simply lovely idea. <clears throat> Catherine! Catherine! Who in bloody f**k's name is Catherine? (laughs) You will see. Catherine, dear, where are you? Unfortunately, this is an area that was kind of blocked off by the ghost of Christmas past. There's no other ghostly activity around. Uh, Catherine is back in the city. You guys are a little uptown right now. That's Uh, not very helpful. I know. I'm so sorry. This is just a distraction. How far away is the nephew's house and how far away is the Cratchit house? Can we stop at both? Uh, if that's a DM question, I will. I, I can answer that. I'm assuming uh, that we can't actually stop at both. <laughs> I basically, I, I will tell you this: the closest house is you're a bit kind of like uptown, I believe, which is going to be closer to the wealthier houses. It's going to be nearest Fred. The Cratchits live in the kind of poorer area towards like the the south so they will take a little bit longer to get to so if that's if you want close in proximity fred's your choice i can't help but thinking we should go head for the the assistants the the clerk's house is fred's on the way i will say just for fun just for funsies i'm saying no i need a decision and i'm i i the only other information i can give you is just that I man i just need a decision to That's Bleak Town. Is. To Bleakbury. <laughs> and the four of us make a group huddle and put our hands in and say, Bleakbury on three. <laughs> and then we transport there. We just <laughs> yes, and then we tell <laughs> Question. Yeah. Uh, is my bookstore on the way and could I pick up more music for Tiny Tim? I will say if you want to make a little pit stop, yours is kind of on the edge between Bleakbury and, and North Dryfin mm-hmm. is, I think, the yes, which one. Yes, that actually was it. You got nice. it. Perfect. Your world. So if you did want to stop there, it would take a little bit longer to do. You can also, you know, it's, it's Christmas tomorrow. You could always see him tomorrow. Okay. If you want to, that is totally fine. I will a let tiny you do Tim that. will have a tiny violin tomorrow. You can give him more gifts then. I'll just tell him. I'll just tell the, I'll just tell the Cratchits I need to tune the violin. The way that the Grinch needed to tune the trees. <laughs> this violin's got a light that won't light on one side. <laughs> uh, Kensington is like, I don't understand ghosts, but the Grinch, I get that. The Grinch I've got, yeah. The Grinch hates people, It's almost no? like he was played by the same actor. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Uh, so off to the Cratchits then, yeah? Did you, you, with you no can, pit you, stops. You can absolutely do, do a pit stop if you want to. I, I am more than fine with that. 
No pit stops. No pit stops. I say we go. So you are traveling back from the uh, the school, uh, whose name I also forgot because it's been a while. Do we have to uh, roll for traffic? You do not have to roll for traffic. It is very dark outside. Everyone is in their homes, if they have homes, because, again, you're going to the poorer area. There are uh, some people huddled around little fires and, and little oil drums. I, on your way back, I do need everyone to make another constitution check to prevent from exhaustion, hopefully. I would like to add that the whole way that we are moving, every time Tilia sees a ghost, she goes over to Kensington and says, see, there's another one. Ghost, 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 <laughs> yes, as ghost. The further you get into, into the city, the more ghosts start to pop up. And you can hear all of their noises that they're making. Some Tilia's of them just again like are running wailing. up to people being like, you're a ghost, right? Tell this man you're a ghost. Ghost, 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 ghost. Hello, yes, I'm a ghost. Hello, hello, hello. Tell and him just, when you died. How long ago? Can oh, I, miserable. Can we rectify this? Can we rectify this this constitution check first? Yes, and Give then we the talk about the ghost. I rolled a nine. I got, I got a, a twelve. Thirteen. Uh, fourteen. So no one beat a fifteen, huh? Nope. Oh. Well, I, I rolled a fifteen, but then I have negative one constitution. <laughs> okay. Okay. You are. All going to take a level of exhaustion. Jordan, you now have two levels of exhaustion. Really quickly. So I have disadvantage on attack rolls. No, you, your speed is halved. How do I do <gasps> that on D&D Beyond? That. A, I don't know if you can do it on D&D Beyond. Just, we can just run active conditions. Oh, there you go. Cool. Yeah. So you have disadvantage oh, on. Everyone has disadvantage on ability checks. Jordan also has halved speed. And the sixth level is death. We've learned, though, that death does not offer sweet release. So... If any of you die, it is possible you can come back as a ghost. No, I shall go to heaven. <laughs> sure. sure you will. Sure you will. All right. So no one's gone to heaven in 500 years. Oh, that's a knee slapper. Jeez. And everyone is walking on back into town. You're a little exhausted from the battle that you just had. It's late. Uh, you had that long walk. It is cold and dark and a little damp uh, with the snow kind of melting all around you. And yes, you do see ghosts until he is pointing out these ghosts and the ghosts are all just like, you know, they're either having a fun time or again, some of them consider their ghostly form to be a curse that they're just like in the background, like moaning and wailing like, oh no, woe is me. While the other ones are just kind of like, can someone get, get, can someone get that guy to shut up? I'm trying to, to, to see every, we're trying to have fun over here. Yeah. Some of them are not British. They are. <laughs> How do I feel about these ghosts? <laughs> you don't see them yet. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So Tilly keeps pointing ghosts out to me, and I'm just like, you don't see them. Sister Marguerite. She's getting bolder. She's like high fiving them, but she's going through people because they're ghosts. <laughs> That's right. Sister Marguerite and Marianne, uh, this is the city that you know and love, and it is suddenly filled with ghosts that have surprisingly always been there, but now you have the ability to see them. So. Yeah, I might be having a crisis of faith. It's fine. Tilly is also like, hey, if you've seen Catherine, let her know that I'm looking for her. All right, yeah, I'll find Catherine. I think I saw her over there. I'm just walking up to random people in the street and going, hello, do you know Catherine? <laughs> she's she's real, real wee. She's, um, you know, maybe eight years old. I don't know. <laughs> Child, very bright. 
Excellent. Yeah, the, everyone, no one's quite seen Catherine. They know of Catherine. They've not quite seen Catherine in a while. I think she's uh, headed up the, up the street a bit. Uh, do it. There's a big party. There's a big commotion up there. So. Oh, well, I'm sure she'll come around eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, stole my sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and that ghost you were talking to just kind of uh, keeps on walking and walks through some walls. And, and everyone who can see ghosts is just like, oh, okay, that's weird. Uh, except Tilia. You are on the street now of uh, the Cratchit's home. As you approach, you start, it's weird. It's nighttime. It's been nighttime. It's like the dead of night. But as you approach, it almost seems to get brighter. It gets brighter and brighter, almost as if it's daytime, the closer that you come to this home, to the home of the Cratchits. And right outside of their window, you see what can only be described as a giant man crouched outside, peering in through the window. The nighttime has turned into soft, bright daylight. This spirit, or this man rather, this giant man is clothed in a simple, loose-fitting green robe bordered with white fur. Uh, He wears no shoes or really anything else, it seems, except for the robe that is over his body. It's kind of hot, I wrote in my notes as a question. He's wearing, like, hold on, he's like wearing nothing but a robe. He's wearing like, nothing but a robe. And like it's, it's like tied hot. up, though? It's tied up, yeah. Okay. Like, it's not so, but open. But that's still hot. It's still hot. I'm just making sure we can't see this ghost dong. Like, no, no, no. So he no. didn't just turn around just like, Pah! I'd like to roll yeah. to see the dong. Yeah. <laughs> What's everyone's how, passive how perception you? on the dong? <laughs> how dare you present us with a sexy ghost? <laughs> this is the ghost of Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> That's right. I would like to use my divine sense. Excellent. To sense dong. Jordan wants to sense <laughs> yes. the dong. Sensing, sensing I, I would good, like for evil, and dong. Marguerite to uh, roll chastity. <laughs> <laughs> Please roll chastity saving throw. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, yeah, Ooh. tell me what that does. What do I do? I have to do anything for you, Jordan? Um, so I can detect good and evil. I can sense uh, anything affected by the hallow spell, and mm. know the location of any celestial fiend or undead or really sexy um, that's within sixty feet of me. And I presume that I would have waited until I was within sixty feet of this. Yes, creature. you. The the sun would not have turned uh, on. The night would not have turned into day unless you were approaching within a good distance. So you were at least within sixty feet of paladin thinks they're cool giant. as hell for doing this. Every paladin I play with is like, uh, hi, there's an enemy. I'd like to sense good and evil. Thank you. <laughs> Every yeah, time. So I want to I know good and evil as well as cele- if they're a celestial, a fiend or an undead. Um, they are for sure an undead. They, I'll even tell you, they're a ghost. Shock and surprise. Oh. You don't uh, actually have to tell her that. I'll tell her that anyway. Okay. This seems good. This hot little giant man ghost seems good. Sure, and I'll, I'll roll con for for chastity. <laughs> Looks like I got a nat 20. Nat 20. Nice. Locking it down. So as you get a sense of this giant, a hot ghost man. A little bit of pheromones. A little bit of pheromones wafting through the air. uh, You see that on its head it wears a, uh, a holly wreath set there with shining icicles. 
His dark brown curls are long and free. It has sparkling eyes, as you can kind of catch in the reflection as it's peering into this home of the Cratchits. Did you give us Christmas Jesus? It could be Christmas Jesus. It's got abs. Yes, it, without looking at you, do, do, what do you guys do? Do you, are, do you approach this? Jordan, Sister Marguerite, you got the sense that this was a good being. I don't know if you relay that to the rest of the group or uh, just keep that to yourself. This being is, is a ghost, but a, a good ghost? Is, is there a such thing as a good ghost? I'd like to do something crazy. I would like to cast Minor Illusion and become a ghost also with a robe. <laughs> Wild. Okay. My describe, man. Describe for me what that looks like. Are you like trying to imitate exactly like the... Like, like I, I'm just trying to uh, pull off the, the fit. Okay. But on my body frame, but with ghostly features. But, and so you still look like you. You still look like I Marianne. still look like me. Okay. Just a ghost in a robe. Totally new outfit. Love it. You're fine. You've changed outfits. I can't. I don't even know how Kensington would react to that. I uh, yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> this is so bonkers. A quick outfit change. Um, what does Kensington see? The big sexy ghost does. Kensington just sees a big giant man in a row. He Kensington sees the exact same thing. He just doesn't believe it's a ghost. In fact, without Sister Marguerite like confirming that it's a ghost, it just looks like a big giant man. Okay, but when she says it's a ghost, how do I feel about that? I will say right now, currently, y- you don't have to do anything. You still don't believe it. There will be a moment where I will ask you to make that little save again that everyone cool, else cool, had cool. to do. But right cool, now, cool, to cool, everyone, cool, cool, cool. seems like a big giant man. The, although the sun and the, you know, turning on, that's a little weird. It's, why is it suddenly daytime? This is still getting a little bit bizarre for me. I'm not going to lie to you. As a ghost babe, I would like to approach uh, big ghost, big ghost man. Excellent. What does everyone does? Everyone wants want to approach. Do you want to stay back? What's everyone doing? Yeah, I'm letting the person that just suddenly has a robe chill out, and and <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let her go ahead and do her hot lesbian ghost thing. Thank you. Tilly is gonna engage and tell the ghost man. You know, it's frowned upon to be looking in people's windows. Uh, the ghost just kind of you hear a little, and without looking at you all kind of moves its hand back and kind of gestures you forward, still looking through the window, just kind of being like, come, come. This is my, this is my favorite part. I approach cautiously. As you approach, you also see that around this giant man's waist, as they are crouched down, is uh, an antique little scabbard. Uh, There's no sword in it. uh, And the ancient sheath has been eaten up with rust. So you do get the vibe that this ghost probably doesn't want to fight you. It doesn't. E- it didn't even bring a sword with it. It's just got the scabbard. As you approach, he continues to motion you towards the window. I got a bit impatient. Uh, I just wanted to see how Christmas would look like a few hours early. As you look through the window with this ghost, what you see is the home of the Cratchits. It is busy. It's Christmas Day in this little sphere of of magic that you've stepped into with this ghost. 
There are so many children running around in tattered clothing and soggy shoes from playing out in the snow. It's that kind of big family atmosphere where it's loud and it's hectic, but it's fun. And I will say what Tilia sees amongst the chaos of, of everything is just... You know, kids running around, parents laughing. You're seeing children who aren't weighed down by controlling parents. Mrs. Cratchit is fixing up an early Christmas supper amongst all the ruckus. And uh, she just kind of turns to one of, her, one of her kids and is like, Where is your father? Where is he? He's late on Christmas. Unbelievable. And as he is saying that, uh, just on cue, Bob Cratchit bursts into the room with Tiny Tim on his shoulders, just getting back from dropping off Scrooge's present. He says, sorry I'm late, dear. I, I was just, uh, that book that I got for Scrooge was so heavy, uh, but I dropped it off. He wasn't there. Uh, it didn't seem like he was there at his um, home or his office or anything like that. And Tiny Tim, right on his shoulder, says, Yeah, he must have just gotten up and flown away. And everyone just kind of has a good old laugh about that. Th then it's just, you're really just looking into the home of the Cratchits as their big bustling Christmas day. And that's all that. And the ghost who's watching with you is just having a good old time, smiling, yeah, just kind of enjoying it with you. Dear Shiny Ghost Man, do you always just watch families and the Christmas, you know, traditions? Well, I, uh, I do love Christmas. And I know that you are probably sent here to fight me. I imagine. I kind of predicted. Ooh. Scrooge probably wouldn't want to uh, ruin... His whole lifestyle. Ah, uh, you mean old Ben Chains didn't tell you? <laughs> oh, he's, is he doing the trying to disappear again? Is he trying to do the disappearing thing where he's very loud again? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's he thinks he's so cool. You know I think what? Just I might him, actually have hearing damage. I'm not sure. You know, let him have it. It's Christmas after all. <sighs> So as you continue to watch, basically what you see inside is, you know, the the Cratchit's having a good time. Still kind of picking on Scrooge, though. Bob is trying to give a toast, but no one's really having it. No one really likes or respects Scrooge. I think the ghost kind of turns to you all and says, Hello, I am a ghost in a robe as well. Yes, I love your robe. It's very nice. Uh, you know, the ghost turns to you as you're still continuing to watch the scene, and he kind of says, uh, Well, I see you all chose the right place to come to. I imagine there was quite the dilemma for which, uh, which house to show up to. Either this one or perhaps one of uh, his nephews, Fred. The ghost snaps his fingers, and with that, the scene around you at the Cratchits changes to be outside of the house of Scrooge's nephew, Fred, in an instant. And the ghost says, You see, it didn't really matter what you chose. The fact is that you chose. And you lived in the present moment and you made a decision. I am all around. Anywhere you would have gone, I'm here. Celebrating and enjoying the marvel that is 
Christmas. And you watch the kind of scene at Fred's house going through. It's a very different scene than Bob's house. It is a very gleaming, very upscale home. Uh, Fred is letting out a hearty laugh with his wife, Clara, uh, sitting by his side. They are picturesque pair, telling jokes and swapping humorous stories at their party that they invited Scrooge to, but he did not show up. Marianne, you see the two of Fred and Clara as a a very classic kind of domestic couple that Arabella and James will probably become. They're going to take some psychic damage? (laughs) (laughs) No, you're good. They're just having fun. They're laughing about... And Fred is actually kind of sad that that Scrooge is not there. Fred is kind of like, you know, it's a little dreadful, but in a, a comical sort of way. You know, he's he's wealthy enough that he should be hosting parties on his own. But what what good is his wealth to him? He doesn't do any good with it. He doesn't make himself comfortable with it. I won't let him have the satisfaction of of thinking that he is ever going to benefit us with it. And Clara says, then I then I suppose I should say that he is not so much wealthy as he is a hoarder of wealth, and I have no patience with him. And Fred says, I do, actually. I feel sorry for him. He suffers by his own ill whims. Uh, It's his own action that causes him to lose out on those pleasant parties and pleasant moments and pleasant company, and we, in turn, gain a pleasant evening without him. And everyone around in the party kind of chuckles at that. And Kensington, when you hear that, you hear about this, this person who by his own actions has, is missing out on a lot of what life is uh, offering him. Uh, you see a lovely party with interesting folks and you haven't been to one of these in quite some time. And you know that it's because of your own actions that you have not okay. decided or not been invited to do that. And with that, as laughter kind of fades out, The ghost turns to you all, kind of looks you up and down, kind of getting your general vibe. Marianne? Ashen Blossworth? Yes, yes. Hello, yes. Sister Marguerite? Yes. Yes. Tilia Castle Rock? Yes, I know you. I'm sure you've seen me around. And, of course, the man of the hour, Kensington Chalet. Big fan, big fan. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Always one for the theatrics. That's yes. what they say about me. An interesting lot. You all are to come, come and witness this with me. My time on this plane is brief, as you can imagine. I will be out of your hair soon enough, I promise you. And as he says that, his brown hair fades quickly to gray. And he says, I know that you need something from me. I know that Scrooge has sent you to fight me and you probably need some sort of uh, evidence to, to bring back to him that you have defeated me, yes? Something like that, yes. Well, as I said, I do not wish to fight you. Instead, I will surrender peacefully if you answer, if you each answer one question. Can I do an insight check? Yeah, go for it. Real bad. Oh, no. What'd you get? I'm going to do the same thing as well. Oh. Okay, well, with disadvantage, with disadvantage, I got a 
13. Uh, what, what specifically are you trying to incite from this person? I'm trying to figure out what his motivation is here and like what he actually wants. Cause I don't think he's a ghost, right? I think he's just another guy that you Marley think he's hired. a man just walking around, creeping on people's homes. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what his motivation is here. And he's saying he doesn't want to fight us. And like, that's kind of a bonkers thing to just say to somebody. Yeah. So this, this person is their vibe with it, with a 13, their motivation is basically they just love Christmas they just love it. They love it in all forms. They love watching people celebrate it. They love sharing it with others. It just tried to share a couple Christmases with you all. And they, that's, that's all. That's it. That's, they just love it. If you shall surrender, then we shall just go to Mr. Scrooge's and say you shall not bother him. I don't, <laughs> I don't wager Scrooge will buy that. I think part of your arrangement, yes, was to bring something back. And if I know Scrooge, he will stick to that contract quite firmly. So, I, I do want to help you all, because I do think that if I can't help Scrooge, if he's not willing to learn a lesson, I can at least help you four, I think. I hope. All I need for you is to answer one simple question. What, what would you be doing on Christmas if you weren't here? If you weren't employed by, by Scrooge fighting out in the, in the darkness on Christmas Eve? What would you be doing? What would you want to be doing? I will say he looks to Sister Marguerite first. But of course, I would be... Well, putting finishing touches on the presents for the children for tomorrow and uh, wrapping them beautifully, perhaps uh, spending some time with the bishop to show yes. him how pious I am. Of course, and, of course, the bishop, yes. Yes, of course. There, I believe there's a dinner that he's hosting, yes. Interesting, yes. So you would be... Even though your intentions are quite, uh, perhaps a bit self-serving, you'd still... I did not say my intentions were self-serving, sir. You, you Can are... I roll to deceive him? Yeah, sure. Uh, is that an ability check? Yeah, it sure is. Dece- deception? Yeah. 19, with disadvantage. Wow! All right, all right, yeah, he kind of just like, I apologize, I apologize, yes... Yes, spending Christmas helping those less fortunate. What an excellent way to spend the most generous of holidays. Excellent, sister. And I'll say he'll look at, uh, let's say Tilia. What would Tilia be doing on Christmas? Well, if I, if I wasn't here, I would, I would still be about town, you know. I would not be with my family as best as I could uh, could guarantee, but uh, I think I'd be running around town with Catherine. You know, this night is her favorite night of the year, and there's just always so much to do, and so I'd spend it with her, and we'd, you know, cause a ruckus. Yes, there's always so much to do, my ghostly fellows out here causing a ruckus. You do do a lot of good work. Saving the city from supernatural peril. 
Per Peril? That's not a word. Peril horror? Peril, watch out for those pears. Per peril and terror, all in one word. I had to invent a word for how spooky and scary it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you do a really good job oh, of wait, stopping that from happening. I, and even on Christmas, you would decide to do it with your, with your good friend, Catherine, who... Uh, this is one of her only times of the year to, to fight alongside you, and I think that is quite... Does Ethan not know who Catherine is? No, I know who Catherine is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Kensington is listening to her talk about Catherine, 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 and I'm just yeah, sitting here yeah, like, yeah. who is <laughs> the, ghost just the ghost puts its hand on, on your shoulder and just like, Catherine is a ghost. You know what ghosts are, yes? <sighs> As Look it's putting me. its Look hand on your shoulder, it's locking eyes with you, yeah. and I will need you to finally make a little constitution thing as you okay. are face to face with Constitution's an 11. Or no, not a constitution. I believe it's a wisdom saving throw. Sorry. Wisdom save is a 13. 13. I, that is not going to cut it. You, as this ghost is staring directly into your soul basically this hot ghost staring right into you that it, it, that veil that protects you from seeing the supernatural starts to kind of shatter a little bit this still kind of looks like a big giant man but you can start to pick up faint sounds of ghosts in the area still kind of talking and chatting all the pieces that you've seen throughout the night of like, wait, I was at the Cratchits and now I'm at Fred's and it's daylight and it's Christmas, but I thought it was the nighttime and like something weird and mystical and magical is happening. That is all starting to catch up with you and you're kind of having a little panic about how to, how to rationalize okay. all that. So yeah, he's going to put his hand on my shoulder and I'm just going to go, huh. what? <laughs> what? I understand it's a lot to process. But you can't... You, deep it's not, breath. Deep, deep breath. Will you shut your mouth, woman? <laughs> I will not. I'm so happy to have you on our side. Excellent. So you're uh, hold on, hold on. Yes. You're telling me that the person that attacked us in the schoolyard... Yes. ...was a ghost... Again, as I'm sure my friend Marley has explained, attacking wasn't part of the plan, but yes. Yeah, so yeah. you're saying that Marley was a ghost? That was Marley. Marley has been dead for and, quite some time. you're saying that you yes. are a ghost? A very hot one, yes. A very hot macho man, Randy Savage ghost. If that is how you see me. That <laughs> yes. is my Kensington Chalet's headcanon. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yes, and I hold Can many I bees. <laughs> Can I roll for power couple? <laughs> where then, where, my dear woman, is yes. this Catherine of yours? I like how I said my dear woman and the ghost responded. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello. Where would this Catherine of yours be then? If that that is the last puzzle piece which I need to unravel this this uh, night. She, she's around here somewhere. Well, you know, all year long she can't go anywhere. So on Christmas she's out and about, and I don't really keep tabs on her. But I, I'm sure she'll show up here sometime. It seems like being a ghost is absolute garbage. It uh, is not fun sometimes. I, I've I got don't a good hear job. Good I've got a pretty good good job for sure. Yeah. Speaking of. 
Kensington, let's not change the subject. What would you be doing on Christmas? If you weren't here, what would you like to be doing? I, well, I have a standing engagement with um, some friends of mine. Every Christmas, we, we come together and and have a bit of a, a bit of a game, a bit of a sport, a bit of a bit of a uh, roll of the old bones, as it were. Yes, a bit of a gamble. You're quite uh, uh, fond of uh, of those kinds of activities, yes? Uh, quite, quite, and I'm quite good at them as well. So you, if you had your way, I understand you are in a bit of trouble presently, yes? Um, trouble is a harsh word for my predicament. I have simply found an alternative method of uh, paying off a few favors. So if you had your way, you would prefer to spend your time with others, with people. Interesting people, not even people necessarily that are of higher class, but just who are fun and interesting to be around, yes? Quite. I look forward to this this night each year. Uh, yes. Christmas is one of my favorite days for this reason, is that so rarely do I get to see these friends of mine, and, and each Christmas we partake in this this wonderful thing together. Spending time with others is... A wonderful time. A wonderful thing to do this time of year. Excellent. Excellent, Kensington. And finally comes you, Marianne. What would you be doing this time of year? I think what I would be doing is spending time with my sister. Binding books. Since we're still in debt to Scrooge. <laughs> What would I like to be doing? I'd love to be wrapped up in a blanket in front of a fire. The one I care about. I'd like her to care about me too. Yes. Being around those we love and cherish, it is important. Thank you all. For sharing all that with me. The ghost... Um, the ghost kind of takes its rusty scabbard off of its... Off of its belt and says, You all have proven to me that you... You are the kind of people that would do charitable things and do good things and spend time with the ones that you love and care about or even just... Make time to be happy and jolly. And I think, even though you are mixed up in this little predicament, I think there is hope for you yet, all of you. And the ghost surrenders the scabbard in front of you, kind of bowing before you. Anyone who wants to may pick it up. I'll go ahead and pick it up. Excellent. Thank you, Mr. Sexy Ghost. You're quite welcome, my dear. And as you touch it, bits of magic sparkle off of it in like kind of magical sort of fairy dust finds its way into each of your hearts. And you each gain a little inspiration 
for role playing so good. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. How do I add a scabbard now? <laughs> you what do is a scabbard. Yeah. Yeah, you just you just can have it. It doesn't do the only thing that it does is give you a little bit of inspiration. Okay. Um let's see here. All right, so this, the ghost of Christmas present has presented you, haha, with, uh... I quit again. Do what? The ghost of Christmas presents, got it. I quit again. (laughs) There you go. Has presented you with the, with this, uh, scabbard, this, uh, rusty... I have a name for all of these things. I just forgot what they're called. The scabbard of peace is what it is called. Does it do anything fancy? D- does it do anything fancy? It gives you inspiration. You Everyone instantly knows. get Great. plus two to sex appeal. Yeah, and that too. Uh-huh. Right into you your get, stat. You get plus five to your peace rolls. Yeah. I'm gonna, there's a lot of peace checks. In the final battle, I'm just going to try to make you guys really try there's to negotiate. There's a lot negotiate. of peace checks. Yeah. Plus four to sexy leg. Um, <laughs> the ghosts, as that inspiration of, of Christmas magic fills your hearts and warms your souls, the ghost speaks out. It... it Stands up once again. It stands up in full. It's been crouching this whole time. It, it he is truly massive. He is gigantic. Uh, a, a quite a jolly giant looms over you and and says, "You know, I do believe that Scrooge may be a lost cause, but I do think that you all have what it takes to potentially to turn yourselves around and also potentially turn his own spirit around." You know, well, actually, as he finishes saying that, he looks back into the home of of Fred and Clara. They're playing a game of 20 questions. Uh, Fred had thought of something, and everyone's kind of asking, like, yes or no, what it is. Uh, Brisk firing of questions. Uh, You know, it's, it's an animal. It's a live animal. It's a rather disagreeable animal, a savage animal, an animal that, that growls and grunts sometimes and uh, even talks sometimes. Heck, it even lives in London as people keep guessing things about what it is. It walks the streets and Clara bursts out. She knows what it is. She says, oh, darling, I've got it. It's Scrooge. You're thinking of Scrooge. Uh, and uh, Fred says, he has, yes, yes, he has given us plenty of merriment, I'm sure, and it would be ungrateful not to drink to his health. So here is a glass of uh, mulled wine ready to our hand at the moment, and I say, Uncle Scrooge, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to the old man, whatever he is. He wouldn't take it from me, but he may have it, nevertheless. Uncle Scrooge, and everyone cheers, and uh, Marianne, you previously saw these two as a reflection of James and Arabella, as, as who they might likely become, but instead for a brief moment as the two cheers and they laugh and they hold each other, you get a flash of, this is what Arabella and yourself could be if things were different. Um. Uh, I'd like to turn to the group The ghost and say- snaps their fingers once again. Oh yeah, sorry. You would glitch out on me. Sorry. What was I would like I would like you to finish and then I and then I have a statement. No, that that is that's all for this scene, so if you wanted to say something for that. I haven't taken much of any physical damage from either this quote unquote fight or the last fight, but I have this emotional weight on my on my heart that wasn't there before. Or or maybe it was there, but now it's 
It's visible. Hmm. And I feel more damaged now <laughs> than I did last time. <laughs> What's with you that? Know, they do say when you don't live your values, it really weighs on you. Kensington's going to turn and look at the imaginary camera and say, I think that would have been absolutely devastating if Scrooge had bothered to come on this adventure. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know, if things, had, there's probably a story there. You know, if Scrooge had actually gone to these ghosts, we'll right. never know what that story is, but. Nope, never. Hope nobody writes about no. it. No, uh, we'll sue for sure. So the ghost snaps his fingers and cuts across right again back to the home of the Cratchits. Uh, they were eating a feast uh, that was slaved over by uh, Emily Cratchit, uh, who uh, it was delicious. Everything was gobbled up, uh, crumbs everywhere, dirty dishes everywhere. Everyone's so happy. All of the children singing songs with horrible singing voices. Uh, Tiny Tim is uh, playing his brand new violin uh, that he got for, for that Christmas morning. I will give... Once again, a performance check for little tiny Tim here, this time with advantage. He has the violin. He's, I, this is the, the Christmas that will come tomorrow. So who's, who's to say? It's a potential Christmas for sure. Everything in time is in flux. This is a good Christmas that you're peering into. <laughs> Unfortunately, with advantage, he still only got a 12. So tiny Tim is playing his heart out, missing a couple notes, making a little mistakes here and there. Um, but it sounds better than it ever has sounded with him playing. And uh, everyone is just loving it, having so much fun. And Sister Marguerite feels a twinge of guilt knowing that she has not gotten a violin for Tim Wait, yet. She has the capacity to feel guilt. <laughs> Marianne would like to cry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can I hide my crying? I, I'm definitely going to like deceive and pretend that I'm fine, but I'm a little not fine. Can I also deceive that I'm not crying? <laughs> you could try your best to hide it, but I think everyone knows that all of the emotional stuff that's going on right now is definitely uh, hitting you. I, I rolled a nat 20 and a four with my plus 10 to deception. I got a 14. <laughs> you're, you're trying I, to I keep it together. I rolled a nine and a... I rolled a nine and a ten, and with my plus nine to deception, I got an eighteen. You are what is a with you people in this wall. deception? My goodness, we're liars. They're liars. Yeah, they're scoundrels. Mine's only plus two. <laughs> Excellent. So everyone is is rocking their heart outs at the Cratchits, singing so much, and uh, Bob kind of turns to turns to Emily and, and just uh, says, you know. Uh, as, as Tiny Tim is playing this, like, oh, you know, my love, one day he will grow up out of here nice and strong and leave us all behind. And we'll be happy we're able to raise him up. And as he says that, he raises a glass to toast to the big giant Cratchits, uh, the Cratchit family, saying, until that day comes, Merry Christmas to us all, my dears. God bless us. And Tiny Tim says... And God bless us every... <coughs> Terribly sick, this tiny Tim. Starts a coughing fit. And that is uh, that for that scene. The lights around you that were soft daylight fade back into the night that you have 
that you remember being on, uh, being into, and um, the ghost turns to you and says, unfortunately, I do see a vacant chair at next year's Christmas table for the Cratchits. Unless, unless you all can change the course of the future. The ghost is disappearing, fading out of existence. It's the ghost of Christmas present. Present is a fleeting moment. And the ghost turns to you and he says, you lot have quite a fight in store. You know, it's funny. Most mortals don't believe in ghosts, but this ghost believes in you mortals. And fades away into the darkness. And that was the ghost of Christmas present. You are standing outside of the home of the Cratchits. They're all asleep. Obviously, it's Christmas Eve, night, still dark outside, dark, chilling. Does anyone have any reactions or thoughts that they're, they'd like their character to do? Or just press on with it? I think Kensington's going to say, so he was a ghost. A real ghost. Indeed. As in a spirit from beyond Earth who has returned to this mortal coil to look through windows on Christmases. This is a ghost. He just, he hangs around, uh, but you can... You've met him before. Yeah, you can see him on Christmas more so than you can otherwise. You've, mm-hmm. you've met mm-hmm. this ghost, though. Uh, and actually... I- I've met him any, yes. And actually, Kensington, as you're asking these questions and the night fades back into view... The city around you is suddenly just bustling with ghostly activity. You thought this was a nice, quiet evening. It is now a just mess of sights and sounds of all these ghosts about you uh, that you can now for the first time see along with everybody else. Everyone can see this ghostly world. I mean, Kensington, uh, sister and uh, Marianne, uh, certainly you all have seen at least a ghost before. You know... I haven't seen one with my own eyes before tonight, but I have a feeling my bookstore has a few, if not uh, one. Yeah, you could look tonight. You might see one. Sister. Peculiar. No, I have n- none seen. I've, I've never seen a ghost before in Such my life. Such a spiritual woman as yourself. I, I would think that you might, but uh, maybe maybe your faith isn't as strong as I've been led to believe. <laughs> You're a bit of a dick, aren't you? <laughs> <Tilia>. <laughs> You're not a very kind person. I'm sorry, that one just slipped out. I can't say I didn't mean it, but... Uh, Certainly, you are not familiar with the scripture. There is no such thing as a ghost. Oh, right, right, you're Catholic. Mm, Yes, no, they don't believe that, do they? No, just just the once, really. This is what they believe, that there was one... One person who rose from the dead, just once. Mm, yes, but well, nobody's been allowed to do it for. I'm I don't sure know, you have quite a lot years. to uh, discuss with your god this evening. Then, hmm? yeah, Sister Marguerite, just going to quietly stew on that one. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, as you're quietly stewing on that, the world around you is not quietly going to let you do that. Uh, suddenly, even though this street is already full of so much commotion, uh, there is a ruckus happening uh, down the street. All of you, now that you can see ghosts, see that um, these ghosts that were kind of minding their own business down the street are all kind of kind of running away now. 
there's been a noise. Ghosts from up the street are running. It's making all the other ghosts on the street go, oh no, yeah, we got to get out of here too. They're all fleeing the scene. And, and as that is happening, Tilia, you see your good friend Catherine running away as well. I definitely try to catch her attention. Yes. Catherine is running away, screaming and shrieking. Catherine! Ah, Catherine, dear! Tilia! Tilia! What? You gotta get out of here! What, what's going on? It's the graveyard! I don't remember if that was her voice, but we're gonna go with it. <laughs> Good enough. There's, there's something up the way. I've never seen anything with that amount of... of power and it's terrifying i what what do you all have to be afraid of i don't understand why you're running scared you don't understand i i just i i it's i'm a ghost i've been a ghost for who knows how long couple hundred years who knows i have never felt as cold and empty as i did until just a moment ago and it shook me to my core. This is the one time of year where I can go, where I can be out of the house. And all I want to do is go back to a nice, safe place. And she just looks at you in your eyes and is absolutely terrified. Oh, and well, wants more than anything. Well, dear, leave. you you better go. But I think this might be something that we have to deal with. And before you leave, I do want to introduce you to a friend here, dear Kensington. I've been speaking about you all night and he was so curious to meet you. Uh, yes. He's already running toward the toward the screaming, toward the uh, well, where they're running away goes. from. And, totally and he calls behind him and says, uh, good, good evening, small ghost child. It's wonderful to meet you. Please uh, be safe. Kensington Chalet on the case. Yes, very good. <laughs> Marion would like to extend a hand and say, very nice to meet you. Yeah, Catherine tries to extend her hand, uh, but it is a ghost hand. It goes right through you. <laughs> we both shrug. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I gotta get going now. Uh, she looks at you, Tilly, and says, please be careful. I don't think you've ever faced anything quite like that. Ah, oh, well, it's not just me, you see. I have all of these lovely people as well to help me. I'm sure we'll make it through. I'm going to look at Tilly and just go, Well, we better go save this idiot from himself. Oh, men. <laughs> and <laughs> excellent. And Catherine just says as, as she's leaving, Please be safe, Tilly. I will, I will, the, I promise. The, Come the find house, me later. Come find me yes, later. It, the house would be much quieter without you. So please be safe and takes off. Kensington rushing into the, the up the street with the commotion. Who's off? Everyone's following. Yep. Fantastic. I will keep pace with sister who is slow, half speed. Excellent. Yes, that's I have right. forty-five movement slow. speed. So Tilly's definitely doing like a cool as a cucumber strut down the street. Like she's not running. She's taking her okay. time. No crime. I could dash and not go as far as Kensington right now. Amazing. Okay. As you all one by one approach, Kensington, you get there first. The sight of the commotion that everyone is running away, all these ghosts are running away from, is uh, is a graveyard. Uh, this graveyard is dark and damp, and each footstep that you take is a muddy squish through icy slush. 
As you all arrive, what you notice around you is that the thick fog is kind of covering up any visibility outside of the graveyard. It's almost like you're trapped and isolated inside of this graveyard once you enter it. As you all approach, you file in kind of one by one. Right in the center of the graveyard is a large headstone looming looming over the area. It reads, Ebenezer Scrooge. And on the other, on either side of this headstone are four other ones that read Marianne As- Blossom Ashworm, Kensington Chalet, Tilia Castle Rock, and Margaret, not even Sister Marguerite. That's how you're going to be remembered. <laughs> Just Margaret? Just Margaret. We're on a first name basis, but it's not a good one. Mm-mm. Yes, so a thick haze surrounds you. You can no longer see beyond the graveyard that you're in. In front of the headstones, the mist appears to separate. It's already incredibly dark around you, but whatever has taken up this space is even darker than dark, impossibly dark, as if it has snuffed out every particle of light around it. And as your eyes adjust, you see before you that... This dark figure is cloaked in... It is a cloaked specter of death. All it does is point to you and moans. And as it does that, the ground erupts right in front of each of the four headstones with your names on them. Zombies reach through the earth, breaking free from their graves. Each one of them looks kind of like you. Kind of like each one of you. Just, you know, dead. This is the final ghost. This is the ghost of Christmas yet to come. The ghost of Christmas future. And the future is grim. I will need everyone to roll initiative. Uh, if I let that grim joke pass by without saying I'm going to quit the podcast, I will be remiss. So Ooh. I quit the podcast. You. And I also crit fail my initiative roll. No. Just crit fail my Ooh, initiative baby. roll. Just crit fail my initiative roll. Turn it into Scott. Scott on the dice. Turn it into Scott. Turn it fail my initiative roll. Ugh, I rolled a two plus three. Five. Thirteen. I'm right behind you, Chalet. I like that you rolled that in character, too. You didn't do the accent, but you were just like, Ugh, I rolled a two. How dare. <laughs> Good heavens. Am I ever out of character? Uh, Jordan, you rolled a 10. What's your dex? Uh, I, I rolled an eight, and I have a plus two to initiative. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you, yeah, you, you got 10. What's, your, what's yes. your dex score? Oh, my dex is plus two. Heard. Understood. My brain's fine. Gotcha. gotcha. Is it? We don't want to ask ourselves. What's the hit point level on your brain? Uh, you know, that's a good question. It can't take as much damage as the rest of your body. Tyler, I missed what you said. 13? 13. Did you roll the highest out of everyone? Yeah, this is so weird for me. I'm I, like, what? what's going on? Bard shouldn't go first. I don't have, like, disadvantage on my uh, initiative. On initiative. On initiative. I will say do you I? do not have disadvantage. You all rolled so not great anyway. <laughs> I will just be gracious and say you are fine. I couldn't do worse. Yeah. You're fine. You're all fine. Excellent. I don't know about that, but... You're all gonna be fine. So I guess Kensington runs in the the graveyard way before everybody sees his name on a gravestone and just has a crisis. 
is what's going on here. Marianne gets there and like is like, who's Margaret? Hey everybody, Ethan here, hopping in with a quick announcement. Thanks for listening to episode three of A Christmas Peril. It is currently, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, it is currently Monday, December 21st, 2020. The fourth and final episode of A Christmas Peril will be out Christmas Day, Friday, December 25th, 2020. So join us on Christmas or shortly thereafter, whenever you want to listen. But join us for the last episode of Scott Nicewander's own A Christmas Peril. That is December 25th, Christmas Day.